take five. Holy shit. Hey, it's Timothy, everyone. Welcome to the ID Consultant Podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. And if this is your eighth time, since this is the eighth episode, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I love you and your support. So I get a lot of questions about aspiring designers, or even, I even have like a few questions from older designers who are more seasoned on what they should charge for their services. Now, obviously it's silly. An older designer, you know, charge or asking what they should charge. I go through the same crap. It's like every project I do, I'm wondering if I'm charging the correct amount. And the reason why is because every single project's so fucking different, right? You could have a kitchen renovation and every single kitchen you do is not going to be the same. It's never going to be the same square footage. It's never going to be the same material. It's never going to be the same anything. So you have to really kind of dig deep into what you're going to charge your client. And that may take a little bit of planning and brainstorming, but this is what this episode is about. I'm going to tell you how I charge my clients and how I get to that number. And hopefully that is a way for you to be able to hone in on how you charge your clients. Because I know money talk is kind of a taboo because no one really likes talking about money, but it's important because you run a business at the end of the day. And not to mention, if you run a business at the end of the day, you need to make money. Money equals profit. And therefore, you should also listen to episode number four. Yeah, it was episode number four. Calculating your margins correctly. I talk about how to mark up your stuff. So listen to episode four. And if you have already, then you know exactly how to make more money. But this episode's about your design fee. So without further ado, there are seven different ways that interior designers can charge. And I'm gonna just throw this out there. I'm not gonna talk about it. This is specifically geared to interior designers. And if you are a decorator, you can kind of understand this, but what I would do if you're a decorator is whatever number I say, cut it in half because you're a decorator. I'm not, and I really do apologize for being so negative about that, but it's true. Decorators and designers have to charge very different because they are very different. And so if you're a decorator, then cut my, your whatever we're gonna talk about today in half. And if you're a designer, uh, you know, then you can keep them out. But keep in mind too that wherever you live, it's going to be different. You can't charge the same amount if you live in Wyoming because it's Wyoming. I mean, <laughs> this is Los Angeles. You know, everything's inflated here. And then you have Wyoming where you can find gas still for 50 cents a gallon. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm, I'm curious now how much gas is in Wyoming. Anyway, so there are seven different ways designers can charge. So the biggest challenge is trying to figure out which way to charge for which project and even more so digging deeper into that if you know what to charge in regards to like if you're going to charge a fixed rate or if you're going to charge hourly or if you're going to charge square footage making sure that it's the right amount because the right amount is what's going to get you money in your pocket and then you can get some food in your belly and you could pay rent the next month so i'm going to first tell you how i charge as a designer and then from there I'll tell you why, and then we'll go into the different types of charges that you can tell your client, or the different types of charges you can charge your client. I used to start at flat rate, or a fixed rate, AKA, and the fixed rate causes a lot of issues for a number of reasons, but fixed rate is basically just a solid amount of money based on the project. So if you can say, oh, well, this kitchen renovation is, you know, a pretty decent size. It's going to take me 20 hours, you know, to do just giving your client just a solid rate on that kitchen renovation from ground up. The big problem with fixed rate that I've experienced is you could be losing a lot of money because 
If you have a client that is just, they want to hold your hand at every single moment and you have clients that are like that. If you really think about it, if fixed rate, let's hypothetically say you're charging $6,500 for a kitchen renovation, right? And your client is just taking their time with decisions. They keep changing their mind. You keep running into issues. They're wanting you to, to do more work. And let's say you wind up doing that kitchen for, I don't know, let's say it takes you 80 hours to, to do that kitchen. Well, you've only made $81.25 for that project. So when the standard for an experienced designer, at least in, in Los Angeles, I don't know about any other state. And actually Los Angeles is pretty close to Florida at this point. Florida is growing substantially. I could get away with, I would be a higher end designer at my rate in Florida. But anyway, I would say the average for a designer to charge is between $150 and $225 an hour. So $81.25 an hour, that's, that's, that's like cheap. That is the price of a designer that just graduated from college and who has only maybe two projects under their wing. So that's the the bad part about fixed rate is just that you could lose money very quickly if you as a designer is not good with reeling in your client and is not good with saying, hey, Jane, okay, you've made 10 changes this week that equated to 10 hours of work and we need to stop because this is a flat rate. So if you want more changes, we can convert the contract to an hourly contract. But if if you don't want the hourly contract and you just want to keep on the flat rate, then we need to stop making changes. Now, there's also negative parts about that because if you say something like that, your client is going to be like, oh, well, um, you know, we're making changes because we don't like what you're producing. And of course, there's that risk. But you know, you just have to learn to say it the proper way in the proper terms. So I used to charge fixed rate before that happened. And after I realized that I was losing out of a lot of money, I wound up changing it a bit. And the way I charge now is actually a hybrid. It's flix, uh, flixed, wow. A fixed rate <laughs> in conjunction with hourly. So the way that works is every single project I do, I kind of analyze it on a level that isn't necessarily at a level of, okay, this is the scope of work and, you know, this is how long it's going to take. I kind of analyze it on a more professional level in a sense that I know my skill set and I know how long every single project's going to take. If I'm walking the project, we're taking notes and the client says we need ABC XYZ, I'm, you know, walking the project and I'm saying, okay, you know, this needs to be done, that needs to be done. Okay, you know, there's the scope, great. There's there's another part to that though. The the other part where the scope doesn't even matter is the client. So if I have a client who during this time indicates to me that she or he are just going to take their time, that's going to actually change my hours because I know that they're going to be a client that wants to hold my hand at every single moment or they're going to be a client that wants to make all the decisions and I just don't I don't work that way so I charge more for that respectfully so because we need to make money in this industry and it's about time so for every project after I analyze it I go back to the office talk to the team I say hey this is this is what we have and we kind of look at 
everything as a whole. And we talk about the client, we talk about how the experience was, if there was any red flags. Every single project's given an hour. Basically, a kitchen renovation, on average, from floor to ceiling, whole complete renovation, I can get done in 20 hours. Now, that's not including any project management. So if the client wants me to manage the project in construction, then we do additional hours. We usually do equal to the design amount, so another 20 hours for project management. And that's just because there's so many like site visits and it also depends on where the project's located. Site visits alone and client meetings, there's so many things that happen during construction that more times we actually wind up using more of the time on project management than we do in design. So after we discuss how long a project's gonna take, then we basically go back to the client and say, hey client, this is gonna take you know 40 hours. And if the project is done in 40 hours, times our hourly rate, which is $200 an hour. The flat rate part is $8,000. Here's where it converts to hourly though. If our client, or if by fault of the client, we go over those 40 hours. Let's say, you know, your client takes you, you guys are shopping for a chandelier and, you know, they're taking their time and they're just not able to decide. And we only scheduled one hour for that shop and your client winds up keeping you there for an additional hour. Guess what? You're now over those 40 hours because every single hour is allocated already before the project even starts every single hour is allocated and so if the client is taking their time they want more of your time if you go over those 40 hours by fault of the client and that's really important key fault of the client then the uh, contract converts to hourly after the 40 hours are up so we also keep tally of how many hours that the clients wound up keeping us so for that one meeting it was that one hour at the end when the 40 hours are done we backlog and say okay client you know this date we had a meeting for two hours it was supposed to be one there's one hour and we charge them for every single hour that they had taken from uh in addition to the 40. so that's that's really unique it's actually really rare that we go into the hourly contract but it does happen so that's how we charge as you know a design firm as an established design firm aside from fixed rate there is hourly rates now hourly rates if you are a designer that's just getting out of college i would say you can probably charge anywhere between 50 to 65 dollars an hour if you're in a place like los angeles you could probably swing closer to 75 dollars an hour now there are designers in los angeles that are charging as low as 25 dollars an hour which at that point i don't really think you're a designer if you're charging that low because at that point you're just cheapening the industry you're probably just going into a project making it look pretty and you're leaving you're not spending time with your client and that's you know that's wrong it, this industry is not a cheap industry there's so much time that we go through as designers to make every project successful and even just CAD alone on floor plans takes up a lot of time before we even get to the first meeting with our clients we've eaten up seven hours of time seven hours and that usually is getting the first three rounds of selection of material that's all the AutoCAD work for the floor plans now keep in mind too that at least where I where we're located the cities that we deal with want a floor plan of the whole entire house even if you're just doing a kitchen renovation they want the whole f the whole floor that the kitchen's on and the reason why is because they need to see in rel in relation to the rest of the house what exactly is changing and so 
that's a lot of uh, time for measurement. That's a lot of time for AutoCAD. That's a lot of time compiling your construction documents, making sure that everything's done correctly. And not to mention if there's any discrepancies with the measurements, you have to go back to your project site and you have to basically remeasure whatever their discrepancy is. And it just takes time. Hourly is the best way to make sure that you're getting paid for your time. This is the most popular way because of that fact. Now, if we had just charged hourly, that would be a lot. You have to realize that too, that when you're charging hourly, it's a lot of micromanagement on your side. As a designer, you have to basically track every single minute that you are with your clients. You have to track every single minute that you're doing work. You have to make sure that you're documenting every little thing, every phone call. I even get detailed in a sense of every every five emails that are sent by my client equal one hour of my time. And that's even strategically done too. There's basically a lot of you know time management that goes into. And obviously you can't charge for managing your own time in that, in that sense. Of like you know writing all that and documenting it so hourly is you know the best then if you're an experienced designer then you could probably charge anywhere between $80 an hour to oh I would say I would say 200 and that 200 is a little bit on the higher end if you're doing high-end clients and then if you're like Jeff Lewis or you know another well-known desire designer they're probably closer to the between like 250 to 500 dollars an hour but that's like doing celebrity work so then there's percentage over cost this method is great for residential projects though it can be used for commercial projects as well it's just not as common charges are the net or wholesale price of the uh, the interior designer pays to the merchant so it's basically you know a markup so it's a markup applied to the cost. So you're designing really in essence for free, but you're marking everything up. Uh, and it's usually higher than your general markup. It's usually like 40 to 50% markup versus the 30% that we do. Then there's cost per square foot. This is basically for commercial projects. I mean, I've, I've never really seen anyone do a residential project under square foot, but you're charging a square foot price. And that's because it's, maybe it's like a law office and you know they're designing multiple law offices and, and whatnot. So then you could charge per square foot, not even ranges too. Then there's retail. So there's no fee directly charged for the design services. The retail price of the furniture is charged. So it's in essence like, it's basically what Ethan Allen and all those companies do. That you get free design services, but you have to buy their furniture and at retail as well. Then there's combination rates, which is what we do. So you can choose multiple rates to, to charge your client. So that's what I think that, you know, starting off, if you're just starting off in the industry, um, you can get away with a lot, but I would make it to where you're charging for your experience and, and how much experience you have in the industry. So with all of that said and done, when charges have been asserted and agreed upon, then you go into contract. I usually do a proposal outlining all of that. I also do a, a retainer. So you have to be also careful about the term you use because deposit means that that could be returned if the client terminates the contract. So it's always better and more acceptable for you to get a contract, a proposal, get all that signed. And it's always good to do uh, milestones as well because then you're not your client doesn't feel like they're always paying you and you're not really producing so do me a favor hit that subscribe button if you enjoy my podcasts if you have any questions feel free to reach out timothy at the idconsultant.com and thanks so much for listening in i really appreciate it namaste